out of your comfort zone. Meet some people. I'm going to do all the ass kicking you want. I'm just going to make this clear right now. No running. See if there's an instruction manual in the glove compartment. Glove compartment? Mexican, this ain't your Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Hope you enjoyed last week's interview with actor, and I think he should be a comedian, James Moses Black. Uh, we talked about his hit new movie that he's in, starring Nicolas Cage, Renfield, also his beginnings when he was doing stand-up in the early 90s, opening up for the Kings of Comedy, your Steve Harvey, Deal Ugly, and he had a great story about doing the DJing for Bernie Mac when he used to have that part of a set, and then just so many stories from his acting career and films that he has coming up great chat so you gotta make sure you check that out and uh he's in this week's sequel i didn't see him in it and he didn't really want to talk about this movie too much <laughs> i don't know why but uh yeah. oh, i know why so whoa 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 okay oh that's the voice of jamie before i introduce him i'm gonna introduce the movie badasses on the bayou amazing that a youtube video led to three movies and i'm really happy that they exist uh, so without further ado, I'd introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's great to do another Treo movie. This is our second Treo. We got, uh, I'm wearing, if you're watching this, I'm wearing my twins shirt that I made, uh, in honor of his amazing, flawless dummy from death wish for <laughs> the crackdown. I so mean, I really well. wouldn't call that a Treo movie. I mean, he's in Wait, it for five it? seconds. For five it. seconds, yeah, five, five seconds. For great, five yeah. Seconds. I mean, so if so, if you're in a movie for like three seconds, you could say it's you know whoever, whatever, whatever stand-in or whatever background actor, it's their movie. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're in it. Oh, okay. They're, they're okay. in it. All right. So I, I so here here's what I'm going to say about this movie, and I know we were supposed to have a guest, our action expert on this movie, mm-hmm. um, and he's not feeling well. Um, and honestly, it's probably better that he's not on the podcast because this is not an action movie. <laughs> so I, you know, like to have an ex- action expert on a non action movie would not make sense. You're right. You know what? Going into this, looking at the trailer, I thought there was more action. There is. I, th- I, I think your intro had more action. Uh, well, I think your intro showed all the action for the whole movie. <laughs> it was like one of those trailers that gives away the whole movie. You're like, man, I can't wait to see it. It's like, Oh, everything was in the trailer. <laughs> I know everything that happened, but uh, I had fun watching this movie. It wasn't, it, it, it gave a vehicle to seeing two people that I love on screen together. It was almost like if Mel Gibson was in the trail role, it would be what I would think lethal weapon as lethal weapon five would be. Um, Yeah. I mean, th- there's definitely a part in this movie that Danny Glover acts like Murdoch near the end of the movie like he has like a speech when he's yelling he reminded me of totally but i don't know if this is like did we really need a danny glover you know uh uh danny Trejo movie uh basically mm-hmm. grumpy old man i mean this is yeah. this is like a grumpy old man i see i i i feel like their their the chemistry is not the greatest i think and and i don't know what kind of role that Danny Clover is playing in this movie, but he creeped me out multiple times. 
I mean, uh, you, you know, I mean, he's he's so horny in this movie, and he's hooking up with these young, beautiful women, Dude. which makes no sense. I mean, it, that last scene when he's kissing her was gross. <laughs> oh my god! And, and and I don't understand his outfit in this movie. Like, what do you mean the, his uh, tracksuit that he's wearing? He's like, it's like a mixture of like a. Tra- he doesn't work out because he says, "I don't run," but he's Multiple wearing times. a tracksuit and and yes. a, and a sweatband. So I mean, but so like, I'm a, like, listen, I mean, I would think both of them would try to go somewhat undercover and not, you know, stick out, and they totally stick out throughout the whole movie. At least Danny Trejo's wearing camo, so you know, if he's in the woods, you know, you can't really see him. But what, I, I, like, they had, yeah, he, he went, they went to a thrift store. He had a choice of anything to wear. He chose the most 80, 80s <laughs> looking outfit to go interrogate people. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand what they were going for with that. It's like they ran yeah. out of costumes. They're like, just put something together. Whatever, whatever you wear. This is a, we brought the wrong wardrobe. We bought the, <laughs> but no, I have to, now that you mentioned it now, I gotta, I gotta talk about this. I've seen a lot of Danny Glover movies in my life and he was married in, obviously he's married in the Lethal Weapon movies. I don't remember even kissing his wife. Maybe like oh. a kiss on the cheek. The fact right. that he's making out with a girl that's 50 years younger than him. And the fact that we had the beginning scene and it was like him flirting with her. And mind you, he the reason he's walking through there oh, okay, okay. is to take a shit. <laughs> Which somehow goes away the, as soon as he saw the girl. It went away. I know. Because he had to go so bad that he basically was walking funny. Down the down the plane, you know, down, down the aisle of the plane, um, yeah, and and when he's making out with the girl at the end of the movie, he's making out with the girl. Oh, there. It's not even like, like I mean, there's there's saliva being swished around, and like it was gross. It was really like it just looked weird because he looks so much older than her. It was just oh, awful. But she was into it. She oh, she, she was let very it into it first. She's probably like, but no, no. The fact that the conversation was funny, I thought it was gonna be like old horny old man hitting on girl she like gives him the time of day but when she goes man with my with my business travel i just don't have time for a relationship uh, but one night stands how about you and he's like one night's two nights whatever it takes yeah he's i mean and i mean obviously the theme because even john amos's wife was also frisky like it's and, she and, grabbed so it's his like, ass at the mo- end of the movie yeah. john well, amos you, is like in good she, shape she oh he's he, you know, he's a big guy too. So like, you know, like, I, I feel it. like, see, I don't know. I, I feel like it would have been, I don't know. It, like to me, Danny Glover's a big guy. Like he's very tall. Danny Trejo clearly is not that tall. He looked like a little kid next to when he's wearing his baseball hat. And like, he literally, there's a scene when they're standing there and Danny Trejo, first of all, okay. Danny Trejo's a guy that he can only wear certain things and he looks okay. <laughs> he cannot wear a suit. He looked awful in that suit. Like, you know, he looks awful wearing a baseball hat. Like he looked like if he's wearing a vest, no sleeves, that's Danny Trejo. He can wear that when he's dressed up. It just doesn't look right on him. You know, he's just too gruff looking. And like, he just looked like, he looked like a marionette. He looked like a puppet. Like it was just, well, it was he looked weird. Like droopy. Like we were texting. He did. He did. Today, he did look like you, droopy. You sent that photo of him in that bluish tux. And he looked like droopy. He looked like very sad. Okay. So that that tux was very again eighties. Also, does this movie take place in the eighties? Between Danny no. Glover, no, the internet, well, the internet's around. Okay, all right. So that's the that's that's his choice of a of a a tuxedo or suit is a well, it wasn't his blue. choice. Remember, Lonnie Love. Okay, okay. John Amos that, set everything up. Okay, that's her choice. 
of a well no certain... i think i think it was uh maybe it was i'm sure it was her choice because it was her wedding but john amos was like i think we got suits that fit you guys like really like you really just have it's not your Let, suit yeah because you don't have i don't think you have a really short uh, suit from when you were maybe like 12 for a day and it fit them perfectly everything he had like like, like we find out in every movie Somehow, I mean, you know, most people when they when they go get a suit or they try it on, they have to the the, the sleeves are too long, they have to tailor the pants, you know, and never in these movies, everything fits perfectly. Again, yeah. the Terminator beats up a guy, fits perfectly. Ghoulies. A pile of clothes fall well, on him, fits well, perfectly. That, that's a different story because they act the fact that they had miniature clothes in their laundry pile was a little weird. But yeah. Oh man, well, let's get in this movie because honestly, this is like these are what I love about movies that we cover because there's a lot to talk about and there's like a lot to actually discuss and it, it's like it's it's I don't know to me it was interesting the whole movie and there was like these little tidbits and there's an M Night Shyamalan twist that I do no. not want to mention until okay. we get to the end. Okay, I knew I honestly I knew it the minute he really? started talking. I yeah, I I I knew that was going to be something. Le- I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that was not twisty for me. I mean, I obviously they're going for it, uh, but I'll tell you what the twisty part to me, I mean, and there was a big twist is you have, you have, I first, I saw the first movie and that was like a lot of action. Like that was good. Like oh, it was a little was, darker. Okay. Right. It, I, I believe so. I sort of a while ago. I don't, I don't remember it being f- comedy. I remember it being more just, again, just guide almost like a death wish. Like, you know, he was going around being a vigilante. What the twist was in this movie is you see these credits that started the movie. It was very Tarantino-ish. The way they had these like clips of all all the mo- the other movies, the previous movies, the action scenes. It was like it was like in the, the way they had the clips was like behind the credits. Like it was very cool. So I'm thinking like, all right, this is going to be an action movie. This is like this is going to be pretty cool. You know, Danny Trey is just going to be. And then it becomes a comedy. It's it it's ninety percent comedy, ten percent or tries to be comedy and ten percent action. That oh, was a I twist to me. Comedy, comedy. Okay, so that was the twist. Like me going in there thinking to be an action movie, and it turns out to be a comedy. How much action did you think they could do for ninety minutes? Both um, of them. Listen, uh, Death Wish. I mean, to me, not that it, not that it's loaded with action, but even the action here was kind of comedy ish and just like. I don't know. It, 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 there's really the action was very little in this movie. It really okay. was. Well, let's 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 uh, let's talk about it. So, okay. uh, yeah. So the way it starts is ridiculous when they're going to get a loan. <laughs> okay, so they're going to get a loan for. So I remember I watched the beginning of the first one, okay. badass, and it was really slow. Right. That's all I remember when I was, it was really slow, really telling the story. He like owned a food, food cart. And then obviously in this one, I think he owned like a food, like even like a restaurant or like a, and what's his name? Bernie owned a liquor store. So that's maybe how they became buddies in the second one. I might have to watch the second one to find out, but uh, the, just the argument they're having, having, and then I know where we get this, the bank, bank robbery. You have like professionals coming in, right? Uh, so these are guys that seem like, and we see again, same thing with Murtaugh and Riggs, always something going on wherever they are. Yeah. The fact that they're they're Okay. First of all, this is a guy who has been a vigilante for two movies now, right? He's, he's taking matters in his own hands. He's clearly not a law, law enforcement. So he's, he's doing things illegally. 
yet he's able to still, you know, walk around as, you know, being f- famous because everybody recognizes him and he's, he's able to do what he does still. <laughs> like, I mean, like it, the cops don't look for him. They're not, they're okay with the lifestyle that he has. Well, I think they are in the first one. They were like giving him ride alongs. Right. No, that's did, a, well, that's yeah. a, are you, are you talking about in the first one? Yeah, I, I don't know. One, yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then you have these professional bank robbers, you're right, that are robbing it. Like, I mean, and there's multiple people here. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, these these are just war veterans. I mean, I don't know if Danny Glover, Glover was. I know that. I don't think uh, so. No, no, no. Uh, no, he was Danny, a nom. Da- uh, Trio yeah. was a nom. Right. And that, Danny Glover was nothing. Okay, right. Okay, so so he's nothing, and Danny and Danny Trejo is just just a war veteran. So yes, I mean Vietnam. You know, you're you're tough. You're still tough, but like these guys are like John Wick and Jason Jason Bourne. Like they they basically could take on anybody. And you got to assume, well, you got to assume Danny Glover's got to be in the seventies. Danny Trejo is probably in the sixties, and I would say Danny Glover's in the seventies. I would say they're both in their seventies. Easy. Okay. Okay. So they're both in the seventies. Yeah. How bad? How bad of a criminal do you have to be to constantly get beat up by a bunch of seven-year-olds? Two <laughs> seven-year-olds. Oh, I Two. know. No, there is the funniest thing about this movie, and we'll get to like the kind of the end of my point. They beat up every unknown henchman in this movie, but have trouble with the other of other people, which we we'll get to. But you know, it's funny that the comparison, and that's why I thought of obviously, obviously, you think of Danny Glover, you think of like you know Murtaugh. But the reason that I really thought about it would be perfect, it was almost like a script for uh, Merton Riggs, was the argument when all the crazy shit was happening. Is that's what they would do and almost like make the bad guys like feel so uncomfortable and then they'd be able to attack. When he's dropping the pills on the ground, they're arguing about them. And I know where they start beating the guys up. Treo takes a baseball and throws a strike and hits the guy in the dick. And then that stops the guy. But. And didn't he say these nuts or something like that? Or yeah, he said these nuts. <laughs> I mean, and then okay. they went viral again. So I, I agree with you. I think if Mel Gibson was in this movie, this could easily have been like, listen, they, they're both retired. They go down to on vacation or they buy a house down South and, you know, and it, it, I, it, that would, that would work. You know, the, all these scenarios would work to me with Mel Gibson. Danny Trejo is not, he's not a side. He's to me, he's not sidekick material. You know, he, he, to me, he's not even a good guy. Like he plays such a good, bad guy. And for him to be like the lead in like a comedy, a buddy comedy, it just, <laughs> to me, doesn't, doesn't work, you know? So yeah. So these guys have guns. They have, there's multiple guys. They have guns and one baseball takes out the guy. First of all, punches take out everybody in two seconds in this movie. Yeah. Also it's yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. So here's another thing. I, I, I rewatched it. While I was working today, I just had it on so I can uh, take a look and and I caught something. I'm happy I did. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the first 20 minutes, but I caught something that was hilarious. So when the video goes viral, they show the username, and the username was Pig Penis. <laughs> pig Penis instead of Big Penis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. And then they go viral. Is- so then they're known again. So they're obviously. I think that's the theme of every movie. The first one, it's the Amber Lance YouTube video reenacted with Treo. The second movie, I'm sure there's one with Bernie and Frank both beating somebody up. But then we go to the the they're at their apartment. I don't well, Lonnie Love, I guess she wasn't in the first one, right? No, she was in the second one, I think. So I okay. think I think I 
I may, I could be wrong. I, I again, I I was trying to do a synopsis of it. I think because they clean up L.A. the streets of L.A. in okay. the second one, and I think they meet. They might have met her in the second one, and then that's how she knows them. I think. Um, okay. But first of all, why are they living together? And that might that well, they have no money. Apart- that's the whole thing. They're poor. Okay, okay but. Clearly, they they can't even. The apartment looks like the Dumb and Dumber apartment for Jim Carrey and and and, and Lloyd Christmas, whatever. Uh, it looks like the exact same apartment they used. It was basically yeah. one room. <laughs> but I do love Lonnie Love. If if people listening are like Lonnie Love, who's that? Just think of I love the eighties. I love the nineties. She was on all of those, and she's she's real funny. She plays Carmen in this movie. John Amos's son. Wait, uh, so daughter. she's she's on those VH1 clips. Yeah. Oh, that's why I recognize. I knew I knew I recognized it from somewhere, and I couldn't figure it out. So yeah, she's good in this movie. She does things that I don't think are really possible, but you know we'll get there. But um, yeah, I mean she was good in this movie. Just I mean her best two best friends though are a bunch of two seven year old men. She has no other friends. <laughs> well, maybe they saved her in the in the in the second movie, okay. and they're for lifeline pal- lifelong pals. Okay, but she basically spends no time with anyone, even at her own wedding. Wait. These guys are in the wedding party, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they're in the wedding party. Yeah. She has no right, other so, friends. She has no I, friends. There was no women. She had no bridesmaids. She should have had a bridesmaid that could have been making eyes at Bernie. Oh, okay. The the whole family dynamic is bizarre. I mean, the fact that they have wow. a white son. Ronnie? What's wrong with Ronnie? He's the hero of this movie. I, I know that. I'm just saying, like, it was such a weird thing to throw in this movie. Just like, <laughs> but it was, like, I, I, like it, I really like his, even his whole story. Like, I thought there'd be more to it and nothing happens. Like, you know, he, he I mean, we're not even to Ronnie yet. So we'll wait till get to Ronnie. I was just, you know, I just figured I, I thought it would be like a turnaround. Like he's getting bullied the whole movie and then he's going to get he's going to get the bullies back. But no, he becomes friends with the bullies. Well, the bullies actually do the right thing at well, the end I, of the movie. But that's what I'm saying, insane. though. Like, the but, end of the but, but to me, Ronnie didn't get his revenge of being bullied all the time. Like, you know, it would have been nice of him to stand up and do like a, you know, complete turnover. Like, sort of like Clark Kent in in Superman 2. You know, when he goes back to the diner and he takes on the bully. I was hoping like a little, a little something like that. Great. Superman. Yeah, that's a great lesson to teach kids. <laughs> Hey, why'd you beat the shit out of the kid in school? Well, I watched Superman 2. And what happened was he got bullied. Then he went back and he beat the shit out of the guy and drag, drug him across the countertop. <laughs> well, God bless you. Don't forget, he spun him around first, you know, like he did. about five, 500 times. And then he, then he did it. Okay. God, that movie still <laughs> oh. haunts me. It's not that it was a bad movie. It just wasn't a... What, it wasn't, it wasn't what I remember. It wasn't what I remember. So yeah. I take I take I take fall for that one. Okay, but uh, so yeah, so they're now they get the call from uh, Carmen and they say, "Oh, you got to meet." She gets engaged within weeks, fishy, and then they go, "Well, you're gonna meet him this weekend." And he's like, "Oh yeah, how?" Well, you're gonna. I'm getting married. You're in the wedding party. Come on. And they're like, "Oh, your money's tight. Don't worry, you poor, you cheap ass." <laughs> so why why Danny Glover kept telling Danny Trejo. To to no every single time he said like to go down there. Why didn't he want to go down there? What else is he gonna do? He looks Nothing. like he sits on that chair all day long. Doesn't work obviously. Like so what? And it's I don't even know if there was a TV in that apartment. Was there a TV in that apartment? Ah, <laughs> I think so. It, I think there was. It, it looked very empty. That apartment looked <laughs> very empty. <laughs> so like, why wouldn't you want to? You know, like a trip down to you know down south. I mean, yeah, nothing else to do. He was so like he so did not want to go. 
Well, he changed his tune because when once he got down there after they were in the nice car, he was like, "Man, if I was you were this rich, I would have married you sooner." <laughs> oh, he yeah. See, so, yeah, so that's what makes me think that she was in the second one, just because. I mean, there must have been something. Oh, she again. must have been. Oh no, she must have been the second one. I just don't know what. Maybe they right. saved her or something. But so well, she was a so cop. Air- oh, okay. I think that's why she. That's why they gave her the gun in this movie later on. Like she, I think she was a cop in the second movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. So. Yeah. So when they're when they're on the airplane, so uh, again, we we already know that he has some issues because when they're, I didn't mention before, when he's at the bank, w- w- his kidney stones, right, or ulcers or something, because he's grabbing his uh, yeah stomach when they're waiting there. Then he orders fish on the airplane, <laughs> and he gets sick from that. And then we already talked about that. The fact that he's about to go try to run and take a shit in the for is the bathroom well, really pat? I've never I I've been on planes before. Is it really past the first? Cl- I've never been on a plane. I think with. Yes. Fancy so there's there, there's the plane in the back of the plane. There's always a bathroom in the back of the plane, and there's yeah. one up front. There's always one up front. Ooh. So yeah. So I mean, and usually, like you know, I think first class always looks down at the people that use the fir- you know up front. Um, but you know, because he, he did he did go in the back and realize that someone was in there. Yeah. So then he had a wart. War- so imagine that, like, imagine like it, it's an embarrassing enough that you you know you really have stomach ache and you have like you're gonna crap all over the place, and everybody's seeing you walk like that. Like down the plane and then right, all the way back to the front of the plane to go. But then again, if he had to go that bad, I don't care how how pretty the girl is. There's no oh, way hot. that's going away. There's no way <laughs> that's know. going away. Unless and it literally like went unspoken, away in seconds. It went away in seconds. A, maybe there's an unspoken rule between Mr. Willie and and your and your stomach or your butt, and it's like, okay, man, I'll I'll, I'll hold on tight. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I, you know, we've all been at that at that point where there's nothing stop. Like, oh, if you, you only have split seconds before you either make it to the bathroom or you're not. <laughs> so, and and he, the way he was moving, he had very little time to get to the bathroom. I know. No, it it, it is so funny. You just think if I was in first class, I would look down at the people. I'd be like, oh. uh, I I I look down for my Wall Street <laughs> Journal that I would buy just for that uh, first class trip. I'd be like. Can't you shit with the commoners? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think if I'm in first class and I see someone going there, like just walking normal. Okay. You know what? There's no one going fine. But if someone's walking, looking like they're going to destroy that bathroom. Absolutely not. Do I want that person going to first class? <laughs> you jump over the seat. You get in there before them, lock the door. I'm not coming yeah. out until you go in the back. Yeah. yeah he, he was going to have full fireworks in the display when he oh. went in there. So, <laughs> yeah. But it, it does leave him. He hits on this girl, and I like how he's trying to like you know beg the 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 the, the steward steward you know to let him stay there. Like people don't do that all the time. I, you <laughs> yeah. know, I wonder if that works. I like and and not for nothing. Why do they care? I mean, if there's an empty seat there, it's like going to a baseball game. You know, if there's an empty seat by the fifth inning and no one's sitting there, sit there. Who cares? No one's gonna bother you. Like, why does it matter if if he's sitting there? Like, what does it? Why does it bother exactly. him? It does nothing for that guy. Maybe because he's like, oh, now I have to get him drinks or something. I don't know. But I love that he called him a, he said cock block. <laughs> Danny Glover, he acts, he literally acts like, like he acts like a 20 year old in this movie. <laughs> he really it. does. He, the, the things he says, the way he dresses, like the way he dresses, the things he says, and just the fact that every, and, and throughout the movie, every hot girl that walks by, he says something like he's constantly, yeah. Well, weird. he's never been like that and in a role. I know. In, in all of the Danny Glover roles, he's oh for me. I've only I only know Danny Glover is older. Like 
He's always been like when we looked it up when we were watching uh, when yeah. we were reviewing. Th- yeah, don't remind me. Three. He was yeah. what forty eight, right? Or no? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it might have been forty five. I mean, like that's what well, it was. Yeah. I said in Danny Glover's defense, he still looks pretty good. I mean, like he still looks like Murtaugh. I mean, he looks like he's been ready for to re- retirement since Lethal Weapon. Like he has that same look to him that if you told me that this is the Danny Glover that's making Lethal Weapon five, whatever, he looks the same. Like he looks good. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, but. He still looks like, you know, he's in his 70s. And the fact that he's constantly it just it's weird. It was just very weird. Very two weird. points. So when he gets kicked out by the steward, one was why didn't he get her number? Like one, she's already like saying, like, I want to bone you, old guy. Right. And then right. two, when he gets kicked out, he doesn't go to the bathroom. I was going to say that. So, OK, right. Again, he totally forgot about it. And like. Even when he landed, how come he wasn't talking to the girl? Because she exactly. said, I'm okay with a one-night stand. Yeah. So the night didn't even happen. And, okay, not for nothing, Danny Glover is a big guy. There's no way he's fitting in that bathroom with someone else. If he was planning on doing a Mile oh. High Club, he wasn't going to fit with anybody. He's a big guy. He's no way. He's You know, those bathrooms are tiny, <laughs> and, and they really got to adjust them. in Because the, in these, I don't know how some people get in there. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, and just the fact that they have the same itinerary, the fact that they were on the same, that they've like connected at the end of the movie. It'd be good if yeah. he had her number, I guess. That would have been good. Or he had the number, he loses it. And then the, the fact that he runs into her is more like, oh my God, it's you again. Like he wanted the number or he smudged the number, something like that. It was almost like this guy sat down, flirted with her and didn't ask for the number. And was that forward with a girl 50 years younger than him? I don't know about that. And she lied because she says she's okay with a one night stand, but clearly there was a week in between the first time they met and the, and the second time the coincidence that they're on the same plane going back. So clearly it's not just a one night stand. Maybe she was st- stalking him. Maybe she bought, I mean, she knew when he was coming back. It's very possible. <laughs> very possible. But then we get, so then we get a montage. They get, they're in like an old role, right? That's an old Roll, Rolls Royce. Yeah. So, so they're like a okay. vintage Rolls Royce. Okay. Yes. I mean, you have these two guys that are two tough guys or badasses. You know, they're like, and they look like they were two kids getting excited, looking out the window at everything. First of all, the first one was building. It was just buildings. It was just buildings that they drove by and they're looking, they're pointing and they're smiling and like, what are they looking at? Like it got worse were- and worse. They showed they showed because obviously it's stock footage and they were in a studio probably. They probably weren't driving around. But I love that they did like the point and they were like, ah, ooh, ah. And the one was a mansion, one was a castle. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then the other one was like an oil field. A farm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, but they were cow. getting ex- these. These are guys that have, have have killed and beat up so many people. They're gonna get excited on a drive from the airport to like just. And again, I I can understand if you see, even if you're seeing like a landmark, are you gonna turn and get excited and point at the window? Like, uh, it just they were acting like five year olds. It would have been funny if like in like in what part of the montage you had ice cream cones and they're like as they're, they're having ice cream, they're pointing and like you know. It's just, it's so naked. It was almost like so naked gunnish the way they were doing it. <laughs> hey, uh, Paul Kersey in uh, Death Wish Three, he eats an ice cream cone just before he murders the giggler. Yep. Yeah, but he wasn't getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> he no, he did get excited when he had the Vogel checks uh, cabbage, 
And when he was having chicken, when he was sleeping with a girl that was like 30 years younger than him. Or when he was making a sandwich. Wasn't he making a sandwich in that one? In the fourth one, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was making a sandwich. Oh, God. Those are the best. But yeah, so then we, uh, so they're doing the montage down there. Oh, man, pull over. I got a shit. So then Bernie's got a shit. They pull over for a bathroom that looks like the one from like Tech Chainsaw Massacre 3. Like, it looks like it doesn't work. And I love that. I think they kind of make fun of it. The writers kind of make fun of the fact what you mentioned earlier. So they know how silly it is that all these things happen in front of them. Like they're in the right spot. Cause even when the skinheads pull up and they steal, steal that woman's purse, Frank goes, ah, shit. Like he looks annoyed that he has to yes. get out of the car and take it, take care of business. Cause, and he has to, he has to, no matter what, but okay. So back so Danny Glover it, it, again, finally, <laughs> who knows how I'm assuming that drive was not, it was, has to be like at least an hour, maybe two hours. Cause you, you go from city to like country. So it was a long drive. Yeah. They landed on the plane. Who knows how long they were flying for. He finally goes to the bathroom so bad that he had to go back in the bathroom. To go yeah. a second time. Yeah. So clearly that that bad stomach ache that he had that was on the plane that went away as soon as he met the girl was still there the entire time. Yeah, and you're dehydrated after you take a diet of shit. So he I, comes out and he's ready to fight skinheads? <laughs> Not even close. Not even I mean, it, it, the way he ha- again, the way he was moving in a plane and the fact that he literally when you when you go to the bathroom. And then you don't take more than three steps and you're going right back in the bathroom. That's a problem. Like you got uh, something going on. Like you don't want to do anything else after that. You're, you're exhausted. Like that's a point where you're like, all right, I got to rest. Yeah. Frank, you take him on by yourself. I love that. He took on a guy with a knife with a squeegee. Okay. I mean, is that possible? Like, okay. So these guys are like typical rednecks. They clearly have, 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 have been been bad guys for a long time. I'm sure it's not their first rodeo of fighting people. And they got taken down by a 70 year old man with a squeegee. I mean, wh- wh- the bad guys in this movie are t- horrendous. The henchmen are no, the henchmen are horrendous. Well, the henchmen again, the, 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 the rednecks, the, the wherever they are, they're terrible. It's a yeah. squeegee. I don't, you know, okay. If you take a squeegee and you swing it as hard as you can at me, it might sting a little bit. I don't know if it's going to hurt that much that's going to knock me out. It's squeegee. Like, you know, they're light to begin with. How hard can you really swing that thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, to really, like, to really take me out. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but somehow they do, and one of the skinheads gets his nose broken, and he turns into, like, a little girl. He's like, oh, my nose is broken. <laughs> he's out of commission. And then they give the woman back their purse. And then they're on their merry way. They go to the mansion. Uh, Carmen's dad's mansion, John played by man, John Amos. And the wife was in a ton of stuff too. I just couldn't pinpoint. I what couldn't. I, I, I even tried. I didn't even see her picture in I, I, the IMDb. Oh, okay. so like, I don't know. Like, like someone else. She looks very familiar. And I, and I was trying to, you know, figure out also, and I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't picture her. She was definitely in something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they get there. We find out right away that, uh, that John Amos was a former Vietnam vet. So you're like, okay, he's got skills, but he doesn't like to talk about it anymore. That's like a thing. Does uh, he, does he play, does he play like tough guys in movies or like, like, cause I feel like he could totally do it. Like he's just, he has that look to him. He's a big guy. Well, like he was the bad guy that was in dire too. 
Yeah, but it was, he, he wasn't action. Like, you know, like, was he actually, I don't remember his, I don't remember his Well, him, remember, that, remember the thing about that movie when we talked about it? Like, you thought you were going to get the Sadler versus Willis fight, but it was, ended up being Amos versus oh, so you don't, you Willis know, on the, remember. on the wing. Yeah, they okay. fought on the wing of the playing and then, and then the old, the, the, yeah. And then that's when McLean put the, he had the, he had, he had the jet fuel line oh, right. and it blew yeah, the plane right. up before it went up. But okay. uh, yeah, no, no, there wasn't like that much, uh, but no, he he's good, man. So many yeah, things over there. He he had a sitcom in the nineties, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. uh, he Rock, was JJ right? Walker. He was with uh, I think what's happening? He was on Good or, Times, yeah. Or Good Times, Good Times, yeah. Well, he was yeah. uh, uh, coming to America. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, was yeah. He was in, at, uh, yeah. What the hell was the name of the place? Uh, oh, that was coming. That was was that coming to America? Yeah, it was the what was the name of the place? Uh, not McDonald's. What was it called? Oh, Mc Mc McDougal's or something. Mc McDowell's. McDowell's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And he was in the when they just put the new one out. He had he had like a cameo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, everybody yeah. did in that movie. So Which, yeah, pretty. But cool. yeah, so uh, I mean, like yeah, yeah. He, so this, I mean, this is a huge house. I mean, it, like it's, the amount of money he has, and and I'm I'm glad they kind of discussed it. I mean, because I was I, like, because he doesn't work either. And but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, Danny Glover's face when he when he first meets her, and and he says that line that I would have married you if I knew you had this. He's such a creep. <laughs> She's like, man, you're too late. <laughs> But yeah, so they're like the life of the party, right? Oh, they're in their suits and they're laughing. We meet Ronnie he looks, we again. About he looks ridiculous in his soup. Oh, I know. He he really does. He he just like you notice he looks uncomfortable. Like you know, he there's certain people that are just very comfortable in what they normally wear, and I feel like Danny, like when he's wearing like camouflage, fine. I could like he. But dressed up like that, he just looked like he was just so like he was stuffed in there. He just did not want to wear it. <laughs> he looks like a lot of dads when they don't want to wear something. <laughs> yeah. But no, the, and then so they're partying, they're ripping shots, they're doing karaoke, they're giving speeches. <laughs> they only know Lonnie Love, Carmen, you know, all these speeches. But then the night's over, they go to sleep, everything's fine. Then we get the power, we see like hooded figures come in well they pass they pass out don't they pass out yeah they pass they out pa in the same bed yeah <laughs> you, so do you think in the apartment that they only have one bed and they're like oh, I, they I think they're i think they're like uh frank and charlie on always sunny <laughs> they share a pull-out couch probably okay <laughs> but no okay. the fact that we see the the ski masks and then we see the power get cut and you're like, well, 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 well oh, we, we didn't talk about the, her, her fiance first Oh, okay. Let's talk about him. Okay. So, you know, then we meet the fiance in a wheelchair. Is he in anything or no? No, no. no? He, okay. He looks familiar, but. Okay. So, you know, like, did, did, did they explain? Oh, no. He was, he was in the military. Was, was he in the military? Is that he how he was shot? Was yeah. He got wounded in Afghanistan. That was the story. Okay. All right. So the only reason I say bring him up is because when the henchmen come there with a ski mask and they, you know, they start taking, they. They also beat up the guy in the wheelchair. They do. What was he going to do? What do you mean? Wheelchair people. He's in a wheelchair. He's, he, can't, he can't fight them. Like, they, like, they, still they punch they... in a wheelchair. All right. I mean, listen, I, I, nothing, no, nothing against people in a wheelchair, but I mean, well, I hope, I hope not. I don't think you need to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if, if I had to go one on one with a guy in a wheelchair, I'm putting my money on my, myself. 
Why? I mean, I I, I, okay, well, that's my point. So, like, why even worry about him? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Because he, they, I, I feel like they knocked him out. Because he, I, I think he, like, he had a black eye and, like, oh, they, they did I knock think him they, out. Yeah. Yeah. He and didn't. They right. took Lonnie Love. Yeah. Because he says he didn't recognize anybody or he couldn't see anything or something like that. So, like, which, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a little silly that they even wasted their time with that. So, is that what made you think something? No, I, I just, okay. I just think because of how dumb this movie is and the way hey. he was act the way he was acting later on about miss Lonnie missing and everything, it was just like it almost seemed forced. And that's what like I'm like, oh, this guy. I I I'm not saying that okay, right, I'm not saying that I knew that he could do things. Oh, you know, but I I thought I I figured he was involved. Okay, okay. So all right. But, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the, the, with, the, with Danny Trejo fighting and yelling for Danny Glover. <laughs> but this goes back to my point. Anytime it's a henchman, he's he's like a perfect record. He's like the greatest fighter ever. He beats the crap out of all these guys until obviously he gets. There's too many of them because he doesn't have his boy. Then he gets knocked out. I love how great is it when he wakes up, <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing sleeping? Somebody <laughs> kidnapped Carmen. And he gets knocked out a few times in this movie. Yes, he does. Yes. For a guy that for a guy that's, you know, the main badass, he does get knocked out a lot, but he never has a mark on him once. And his clothes look clean throughout the whole movie. The he only the mark that happens is uh, Oh, easily. The only the only mark that happens is Danny Glover gets a little mark on his face. Yeah. That's it. Hey, who carried uh, Treo up to his room? Did the bad guys carry him up to the bed? So you're saying that after they beat him up and knocked him out, they're like, let's place him here and just pretend like... But why was Bernie so shocked? Wouldn't son it when he... Yeah, but he Bernie, how do you know? He, Bernie... I thought he was on the couch. I thought he was like downstairs on the floor. Oh, was that where he found him? Oh, okay, okay. I Listen, thought he was in, the, in this okay. movie. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they had him in the bed, covers <sighs> up his pajamas on, and you know, like, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I, I would assume that he was found on a floor downstairs or something, or like, the or maybe he's hat. not. Yeah, <laughs> the old timey hat. Oh my god, dude! So yeah, so then from there we get this. Th- we meet the sheriff, and as soon as we meet this guy, I'm like, this guy. It, now is he in anything? Because he looked very familiar. I know. I, I think a lot of these. Oh, I gotta say, I think a lot of these people really did do like a good job. Like he, I thought he had, did a great job, but I just guessed right away. I'm like, this guy's uh, a little off. Easily. I mean, yeah. you know, he came in too hard, and clearly, like there was something going on with that. Um, but he looked. He, I bet you, I bet you, he was in a bunch of stuff just as a side character because he does look very familiar. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it, this couldn't be the first corrupt thing that he's done. So for John Amos to like rely on him was a shock because this is, it's not, it's not his first rodeo of of being a corrupt, you know, doing something corrupt. So like your daughter's missing, you're going to go on most corrupt cop in the town, which I'm assuming there weren't a lot of cops there to begin with. So Oh no! Remember when he makes fun of the town? He goes, "We actually have six hundred fifty thousand residents." Like he goes through this whole thing. But the thing that's really funny, like I always think, it, whenever it comes to writing, like as a writer or director, like on set, saying, "Hey, say this," 
when it comes to like numbers, I don't know why it's so weird when it's like weird numbers, but the fact that the, but I don't know if you caught this when the, when the bad guys call with the ransom and they're like, we have your daughter. We want $5 million in 32 hours. To me, that's like the weirdest number, even though it's an even number. I'm like, okay, so a day and eight hours. Is there something <laughs> at those? If it was like, Hey, tomorrow at eight o'clock. And if we did the math, it came out to be 32 hours. That's fine. But the fact that they said like 32 hours, give us $5 million. I'm like, it's kind of weird. That's not anything. Well, maybe, that- maybe, maybe he had a plane to catch. And so like, you know, they got to take <laughs> the money and run. So I also like, I girl, what if it was the girl? What if it was a girl? You know what? That would have been a good, good, that would have been a good twist then. See, but that, that, that would have been a better twist, you know? Um, but also I always wonder how do they arrive on like the numbers for ransoms? Like, you know, they can have any, they can pick any number they want. Like how do they decide? Like, you know, not, not 10 million. Like, you know, if you're going to ask for 5 million, why not ask for 10 million? Like is 10 million just so absurd, but 5 million is okay. Like, and it's, and it's curious, like in all these movies, they always have a number. Like, what are they basing that number on? I got it. You ready? I, I have actually a pretty, pretty good idea. Think of it like when you're selling your house and whenever you look like, how much can I sell my house for? They always give you the houses in the area that are about your you know, three bedroom, two bath. Okay. You know, this is what they sold for. That's what they do. They basically look at like, okay, what is the person who you stole uh, parents net worth? And then based on their age and people in the neighborhood that were kidnapped within and ransom in the last year. That's like, okay, you do like the math. Okay. This little girl, she was 10 million, but we're not going to get 10 million for Lonnie love. How about, uh, let's do five. Let's see what they say. Well, if that's how they're doing it, they're selling themselves short because clearly they have the most money in town. Oh, they do. Right. So, I mean, if that's the case, then they're the richest people in town. And I'm mean, again, you look at the, the amount of people that were the wedding, the house and everything else. And the, the, the money that's on that property from the oil and everything else, 5 million is a little, little light. And how many henchmen do they have? So <laughs> they have to split that money. Like, obviously you have, there was probably, there was the guys that broke into the house. That was probably like seven to 10 guys. And then you have the guys at the, at the warehouse at the end of the movie. There's a lot of guys there. You have guns you have to buy, vehicles. You're, you're well. You're the good, th- the up. good thing is those guns don't run out of bullets. <laughs> they because don't. The, the 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 pistols that they're using, basically to mow down every single henchman in there, and then some. Like I was, I was look looking the gun that Amos has. He was shooting everybody, and he never ran out of bullets. <laughs> Never, not even close. To not even that. close. You know, I mean, at least like, you know, like in Die Hard, after he runs out of bullets, he'll throw the gun away and grab another one. You know, like is it, here, it was one gun and all of them, they all had one gun and just plenty of bullets. It was like a video game. And what was weird is the only person that did not have a gun was Danny Trejo. <laughs> no, he doesn't shoot guns. He gave, he, Danny Glover had a gun. They, oh, Lonnie Love had a gun. He gave a gun, but he was running around while everybody else was doing a shooting. He's the number one badass. He didn't have a gun. I wonder if he maybe never uses a gun in the first two movies. I don't know. I mean, he uses his fist a lot in his movie, but I don't know about a gun. Maybe he's like Joe Armstrong. He doesn't Could use be. guns. <laughs> okay. And what's another? What's that other movie? There's somebody that doesn't use guns. What the hell movie is that? It's a movie. Oh, um, it's a movie I watched recently. No, no, no. It's a movie that I watched. You probably actually like it. I got. I can't say the name. I can't think of it. Oh, Guy Pierce. It- 
He's not like a that, small oh, town. I, I, thought, I thought you were talking about the military movie where he doesn't want to use a gun, and I didn't see that yet. With Andrew Garfield? Oh, no, no, I didn't see that. No, there's one with Guy Pierce. He's like a sheriff in a small town. The bad guys take over. I think Devin Sawa is the bad guy in it. He plays a great role. But there's a bunch of people in it like that you know. You're like, oh, Kelly Kelly from WWF, like from the two like 2000s. She's in it. And uh, he, I guess he accidentally shot a kid one time. Oh, kind of like, what's his name in Die Hard? He never wants to fire his gun. Uh, Mr. Winslow. Well, John Amos Winslow. didn't want to fire his gun. He did not. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, so it's uh, a trend. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him because he didn't want to fire a gun, but he kills 1,500 people at the end of the movie. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> but I love Carmen's mom right away. She pulls aside. So she knows that the cops suck in this town. And even John Amos sort of should know it, but he doesn't really... At first, he's not about them getting involved. Correct. Because he's kind of like, you know, it's bound to happen that the richest black guy in town gets extorted. But he doesn't get to that point until a little bit after. But Carmen's mom right away is like, Frank, Bernie, you got to help. You got to get my daughter back. And then Ronnie, in vitro white boy, he finds a wallet that the cops didn't find. How about when they find the wallet and they give it to the sheriff? Nah. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. So if I'm a henchman. And you go to a house to to kidnap, and you're gonna bring your wallet with you. I know, I know. <laughs> like, I mean, like just just in case we get we have to get ID'd. You know, I want to make sure I have my ID with me. I mean, like, why would he bring a wallet? What's <laughs> that's how bucks. bad they are. are. You don't need your credit card. Just okay. a few bucks. Okay, and if I'm gonna bring my wallet, when you leave like a credit cards that have your name on it, your license, like at least just bring cash. Like if you if you feel like you might need cash, fine. Then bring your wallet, you know, but you're going to bring everything that you have that has your home address, your, your, your name and everything and your, your picture. That's, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they are able to like, okay, we're going to do this. And John, and then, so this is where they go to the thrift store. Cause they're, in, it's weird. They have their clothes. They brought clothes, right? But for some reason, the they clothes, have to to the the clothes they wore down there made them fit in more than the clothes that they ended up buying at the thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, why did they have, cause I feel like the clothes that Danny Trejo got are basically the same clothes that he wears in the first two movies. I think he has the camouflage jacket and a hat in both those movies. <laughs> so he can't, it, he, so it's like, him. he's like Superman. Like he, he can't do, he can't be a badass without the camouflage jacket and a hat. Yeah, and uh, and like we were talking about his outfit, uh, Danny Glover, who's wearing like a hockey jersey and fur around. Fur, the- yeah. Uh, uh, so he literally looked like he just went in there and said, "Let's, I'm gonna dress up for Halloween as just like a guy that just goes to a thrift store and puts on like the most ridiculous, non-matching outfit possible." That's what he looked he, like. He because he, he made like a background guy had the, in like he a had the, '90s like uh, yeah. Snoop Dogg video. It, it, really, it, it, it like what I I really would love to know the writer's plan like what was the purpose of that because it made no sense it really <laughs> like like if you i'm trying to like say like all right well maybe because they were going to this place that maybe they were they were going to a gym that they had to blend in and something i don't know like like maybe that would be okay but they went to a, they went to one a redneck bar so not only are you going to stand out being the only black person at a redneck bar but you're dressed like that so you want to stand out even more like, or maybe Danny Glover no was sense. just like, this looks cool. And he put it on and they're like, oh, you're not going to wear that, right? He's like, no, I'm going to wear it. And they're like, no, no, no. He's like, 
I'm not getting paid a lot for this. I'm going to wear this today. Yeah. And boom. It, it, he makes it into the movie. Very weird. It was, I don't know. It's a very weird choice. Well, well what was weird? The fact that they were wearing that or every white person at the coffee shop was sneering. Everyone had like a stink face when they saw them. And I'm like, there's people well, walking in the street. Okay. Would you? You wouldn't sneer if you see Danny Glover walk in with a sweatsuit, a headband, and a fur vest? I mean, it's not like you see that every day. I'd be like, this guy has a story to tell. I now, know where if they were in New York City, hold on. If they were in New York City, all right, you know, I see that all the time. You know, people wear whatever they want in New York City. But you're talking about down south when they probably just wear camo and anything else. I, you're going you're gonna to stick out. Well, those white people that we saw at the coffee shop, they were like very sophisticated. So we have a, like sophisticated and then they get dropped off at the strip club where we saw boobs in this movie, which I wasn't expecting. Wait, wait, you weren't expecting to see boobs at a strip bar? No, I, no, no. I, I, obviously, when they get to a strip club, I'm like, hey, this is going to happen. But I wasn't expecting to see this movie that, hey, we're going to maybe Treo or Glover's like, you okay. got to write in a strip club. Scene. Listen. He's been horny the entire movie. <laughs> you you don't think like it, it's beyond. This is the guy that's seventy years old that's that's making out with a twenty two year old, and you're shocked that showed boobs. She should have worked there. She should have been in the movie again, somewhere in the movie. Besides, well, she was the at the end of the movie. I know, but I'm saying there should have been something in the in between. I guess it's a good callback at the end because you. I I didn't forget about it. I'm like. They filmed the same scene in the same day, told her to change her outfit, and that was it. Because the guy, the steward, was the same guy. It wasn't anything different, and then he just showed him the ticket versus... Maybe there's only one plane that comes in. It's the same plane every single time, yeah. and and that's it. You know, it's, maybe it was a private plane. Maybe. Because, he, I mean, he does. It, the father paid for everything, so maybe it was a private plane. No, it wasn't a private plane. You think she? You think he owned a private plane and just said, "Hey, let me let random people." <laughs> well, you, you got to fill the seats. <laughs> He's got to pay for it somehow, so you know he got the. But he can use it. He can rent it out. <laughs> so then they're at the strip club. They're looking around. Obviously, they stick out like a sore thumb, even if they weren't wearing that. And I love that Bernie says, "Man, my kidney stones are acting up." And Frank says, "You're falling apart." And Bernie says. At least my penis still works. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> He's horny, so dumb. man. So in this scene, they're obviously they're, first of all, these two get around in a state and town they've never been to, and they get around with ease. No, they have no, they have no um, vehicles to get them where they they don't have GPS because they don't know how to use it later on. And they somehow are able to go everywhere like they know what they're doing. Well, they, they got a cab, right? They weren't driving there, right? I don't I don't know. How'd they even get there? Oh, I no, there was, was something in the guy's wallet, right? There was something. Right, well, there from was the wallet. Yeah. But, e- but each time they got more information, they were able to find places or go like, they got around very easily, you know, like, and, you know, we're not getting lost. I mean, even later on, <laughs> when they're in the woods and they have a motorcycle, they were able to find a way exactly where they had to go to yeah. the bad guys factory, you know? So, but so here, here you're, they're in a bar, which we're going to about to see a big, a fight and shootout. And you're going to tell me, this is a redneck bar. You're going to tell me none of them had guns. 
Like I'm sure they should have had guns. And the fact that Glover shoots a gun, uh, he, the way he shot it, obviously it's not a real gun on set, but there was right. a stripper in the way Correct. and he like perfectly had a shoot, like just in between her and other people sitting at a table to shoot the guy in the leg. And then how about Treo? That was oh, like, that was gross. That was like very, that was awesome. But, uh, but, but you're, they, he had the gun again and, and they were like, they had a hostage, right? They were, he had the gun to the, or he would, but there's, there were, there was at least 20 people in that bar, including the bartender who, you know, bars down there, they have a shotgun behind them. Oh, like, of course. You're going to tell me they're right so worried about this 70 year old man who has one gun. No one has a gun there that they're all afraid of him. Cause no one, no one did anything. No one, no one tried to attack. No one, everybody just sat still. It should have been that scene in what the hell movie is it? When the guy pulls out the little gun and then everybody else pulls out a gun. It's a, it's almost like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Everybody puts a gun on them within like seconds and they like are like firing at them. <laughs> but yeah, when, when Treo puts his finger in that guy's leg, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. That that was gross. <laughs> to get some information, man. He's trying to do everything to get information. And then that just leads them to the next. So where do they go next after this? I know this is where they run into Ronnie getting bullied, right? Um, Well, well just about. No. Go, don't they we, go to the we, apartment or they go to the they go to the apartment? The girl that beats the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was hot. And she was like Very crazy. hot. Yeah. But again. <laughs> like and and well i mean they both got their ass kicked by her but then he squeezes her to almost to death was that <laughs> <laughs> that was the move i mean this girl clearly knows karate she couldn't get out of that like she knocked down danny glover's a big guy danny Tro is pretty big tough and she kicked them both and like i mean you could tell she knows what she's doing she can handle herself she couldn't get out of his bear hug no, she knew everything else. All these great kicks. Like she could be in a martial arts movie. That's how good that girl's moves were. But then yeah. Yeah, squeezed, <laughs> squeezed yeah. to death. <laughs> but no, and just, Danny Glover's Danny Glover's head got her also afterwards. Oh, I know. No, he's <laughs> he's really horny, man. He he needed that ending to happen, or he was gonna I don't know yeah. what he was gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my god! No, but just before that, it's like it bookends the this scene was uh, Ronnie getting bullied first by the oh yeah by, we find That's out right. later the other detective son saying hey my car is in the shop I need to borrow yours for like two weeks and I'm like are there really bullies like ever in this world I, I know I, lunch yeah. money give me your lunch money but I need your car for two weeks like you really think you're gonna get away with that and. He, well, I mean, we we didn't mention earlier, but he had a black eye that his parents noticed, and they asked him what happened. He gave like like an excuse something like that, and they're like, "Okay, like my my child comes home with a black eye, <laughs> I'm going to go meet the person's father. I'm going to go whatever. Like you know, you're gonna you're not gonna just ignore it. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, they didn't. They really didn't do much. They didn't care. No, they didn't. They didn't really care. About they, they really didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like, I I was questioning this too, like. What did the bullies think? So even if he gave him the the, the keys to the car, wouldn't he go to the cops and? Ex- oh, that's right. His brother's a cop anyway. Well, his but dad's even, cop. That's the guy. His no, dad, his, no, that's his brother. What? Oh, it was his brother. Oh, because he says, "Mom." I, at one point, when they were at the at the deli or whatever the liquor store, he says, "Mom said you got to be. We got to be home or something like that." I could have sworn it was his well, brother. No, that's what you don't talk to your kids like that. What do you say? If you're talking to your son and you said, "I would say your mom." 
I wouldn't say mom. I don't know. Oh, your mom. Your mom. I thought it, I thought it was a brother, but um, either way. Yeah, no, I don't know. He was he seemed older, so I thought it was a son. But whatever. But then you know, and they're at the at the deli, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, man, Ronnie? Good thing running into you here. I don't have any money for snacks. <laughs> Do you think I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? He's stalking him to get money, like, yeah, and to get his car. Like, why would he ever do anything like that? Yeah, well, he gets beat up every time. Why would he do anything? What? Why would Ron even show up anywhere alone? Stay in his rich house. He can go to school there. He, you know, his parents have so much money. The Absolutely, place is huge. Why Forget not? school. Your parents got so much money. You don't have to. You never have to work again. Yeah, the oil, parents don't work. Oil in the backyard. Boom. You're good. Yeah. You're set yeah. for life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like for the fact that he does go everywhere alone, it, it it makes a sense because these bullies clearly know exactly everywhere he's going. But now always right there. He's got street cred because he, he knows does. the badasses. Oh, I know you guys. I know you guys. And then everything's everything's fine. It's fine for for the rest of the movie. But see that. See to me. There was no justice with that. This poor kid got bullied, and you know it's not the first time. This is something that's probably been going on for years. So, like, just you would have liked some kind of retribution. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Like the, it wasn't like the enough. Like the ending scene, seeing the guy sort of being on his side. It should have been maybe I don't know if there would have been like some way to shoehorn in Ronnie beating him up. Or, or, or just, just became buddies. one punch or just one punch. Yeah. Okay. And let the kid goes, you know what? I deserved it. You know, just something yeah. let Ronnie. Cause to me, Ronnie still doesn't have justification. He was still bullied. He still took it every single time. And so just because they're friends, he never stood up for himself because yeah. he needed Trey to do it. So like there was no, like Ronnie's going to continue being bullied if he doesn't stand up for himself. Sure. So, but yeah, and somehow the Ronnie, bullies became Ronnie good guys was... overnight. Yeah, no, you're right. But Ronnie was sort of the hero, right? No, he, no, not sort of. He was the hero because they would have been dead. Yeah, they, no, they they, yeah, they were dead. They were all three of them were already saying, "Let's, this, it's oh, it, we're done." God, that we I love talking about that, like because that happens in so many movies. So oh, we'll yeah. get to that when it happens. But uh, oh yeah. So yeah, so so we, yeah, we talked about that part and. Lonnie, she's like in some uh, Lonnie Love, Carmen. She's being held in like the warehouse. It's like this all gray room. But I do love that she asked for a sandwich. And the main guy looked just like the uh, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Definitely wasn't him, but he had like the big beard. She's like, you Duck Dynasty motherfucker. I'm like, yes. You know, she, you know, you she did play a good serious role. Cause I mean, you can see like some of his interaction here, but what she does in this movie, I don't see happening. One crawl through the vents and okay. Well, first of all, how is she getting up there? True. There's no way. Cause there was no tables or chairs there. There's no way she's got the strength to pull herself up there. I mean, she's let's be honest. She's not a skinny girl. No. So, and I don't think she'd fit up there. To be honest with you, because the, the vents are not, I mean, they're tougher. And you see Bruce Willis, he's barely struggling. Oh, he barely when he's fit. He can barely, barely, fit barely fits. So for her, the fact that she, not only is she able to climb up there, which is impossible. Cause I don't, I don't think the average person could do that without using like a boost, but she's fit in there. She's moving around so swiftly that she's able to go to the other room, climb down, <sighs> climb back up and move Again, swiftly enough that she can come back down and back in her old room just in time. 
I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and she's like, for some reason, I'm like, naked? She's adjusting herself. She was adjusting. Well, that was her way of, you know, but yeah, like, didn't, didn't the henchman last, like, why is your top down? Yeah. Like, they what's didn't, going on she, here? <laughs> it was It was bizarre because she's wearing the same clothes, so it wasn't like she was changing, and she was just, her top was down. Yeah, wouldn't you, like, tell the main boss when you get back, or you're, like, your boss, and be like, how's everything going in there? It's kind of weird. Something strange. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had everything like it zippered down. She was facing the other way. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she was adjusting. And being that you know you are having a prisoner or kidnapper, that wouldn't they have like a camera in there? Oh, like what? What to always watch what your watch what your your you know kidnappy is doing. Is that what it's called, yeah. a kidnappy? Yeah, I would think so. Right, kidnappy. Okay. So I would think that they would have some kind of like if I'm a kidnapper, which I would never be one, but if I was one, I would have a camera in there because you want to make sure you do. If you kidnap somebody, you'd have make sure a camera in there. I would make sure this way I could see if they're like if any any shenanigans going on, you know, clearly things are going to happen when we're not there. But if they had a camera there, they would know that she was climbing in the in the vents. And, you know, where was she going? How about, obviously, you got to make sure you have a camera, but how about just put them in a room with no vents <laughs> or no other well, doors well, okay. or other windows? I, again, I'm going to side with the kidnappers on this one. They were, they were assuming there's no way she's climbing up into a <laughs> yeah, vent. So, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not taking it away from them. I mean, I think they were not planning for that to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm going to chase him down this tunnel. No freaking way he's going to jump it, jump off the... Oh, yeah. this. And he did. Yeah. So in this yeah. one, they were like, hey, Lonnie Love, I dare you to climb the vent. She's like, watch me. She yeah. did. And the room was weird because there were no ch- like chairs, but th- there was like the stool where it was like, it was a stone stool, like a, a bench connected to the wall. Right? It was yeah. that kind of what? Yeah. So like, what kind of room is this? Oh, and then here is how I just looked at my note. The reason, remember the way she found out that there was a vent? So the vent wasn't seen. It was like there was a vent there, but they covered everything up. Remember we saw the mouse and she's like, oh, the mouse. Ew. That's right. The mouse yeah. is like digging through something that was like wet. And then that's where she dug. And then she was right, able right. to see that that was there. Okay. So it was that easy to, to dig through c- concrete. <laughs> no, I don't think it's, con- I, I think it was just drywall, drywall oh. or something. Okay. All right. But, but maybe the bad guys, maybe they didn't even know that room that well. They're new bad guys are new to this, uh, this territory, they didn't know that there used to be. They didn't have the blueprints, so they didn't know that there was. Listen, uh, these bad thing. guys are are bad. Again, one, they don't have a camera in there, so that's that's one. Two, they they put her in a room that's connected to another room. That if by chance she's able to figure out how to squeeze into the vent, that she's able to direct herself to the right room she needs to get to. Because yeah. I mean, I'm assuming the vent, a pretty big place, went all over the place. Like, you know, like the fact that she found the right room, but they also don't know how to tie ropes because when the, when they are all tied up later on and we're not there yet, but when they're tied, the, the son is able to untie them in two seconds. Like literally he walks in there. It's like, almost like he pulled like the, the shoestring, you know, to untie someone's shoe. And that's how the ropes fall off to two seconds. And maybe it was multiple times, maybe it was even, even, even later on in the movie, when the, I think the mom was tied up or someone at the end. Same thing. They untie it in two seconds. So the you know, bad that, guys are not that, good bad guys. That should be a movie. Yeah, it should be not not good bad guys. That'd be a <laughs> great movie. You have like a group of bad guys 
who just are bad bad guys. Like everything they try to do. That that should be the title. Bad bad guys. Bad bad guys. It kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, Robot Chicken when they had all the bad guys like Skeletor and they're all hanging out and all they're doing is crying like when they they're in traffic and Skeletor farts in the farts in the car. Oh well, well no. Skeletor is a fart in the car. Somebody else fart. I forget who farts in the car. But. Well, they actually have two movies that are kind of like that with bad bad guys. Not that they're bad guys, but like you ever see Pure Luck with um Martin Short and Danny Glover? No, 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 it's Nick Nolte. It's okay. So it's it's Martin Short and Nick Nolte and Martin Short robs a bank because I think they they kidnap his daughter or something. So he has to rob the bank, but he's a klutz and he messes up and he takes Nick Nolte hostage. Okay. It was like I'm this bit, and it's it's a very funny movie. So you you'd like that. I and then the Pink other movie, Cadillac, Pink Cadillac. He's a bad bad guy in that one. Well, he, he messes up a lot. I don't remember. Yeah, when he's trying to rob the place, and then he ends up ki- kidnapping Robin Williams because he can't he can't oh, do yeah. it right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Carrey's in it. He is. He has a small role in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. And, and then th- you ever seen the one with uh, Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz? They play oh, three yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps yeah. something paradise, lost in paradise, something like that, or trapped something in paradise, or trapped last, in paradise. Lost, yeah, 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 yeah trapped. Yeah. In, I think it's trapped. Yeah. So I've seen that one. That's so there's a few movies of bad, bad guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. But no, so they didn't know the the schematic. So maybe like we'll give them like a little bit of a, a pass on that one. But yeah, so that's a whole scene. That's like the next scene in the movie. But really, the scene before is when Ronnie goes in and he gives his dad's watch that saved yeah. him in Nam from a bullet. Bullet. He gives it to Treo, and Treo actually takes it. He tries to give it back for one split second, and Ronnie's like, "No, I want you to have it." I'm like, "I was gonna oh. say, does he really try though? Like, he really didn't try. Like, he 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 wanted that watch. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, shit. I need. That. I get pawn it when I get back to be able to get some money. But no, I love. It. He goes, "How do you how how do you know you're a hero?" And he goes, "I know you got it in you." So obviously, we knew something was gonna happen with Ronnie at the end of the movie. But no, oh. when she's going through the vents, and you're right, she goes to the right room. She finds a computer, and she's okay. able. And, oh no, yeah, she finds an old a computer and an old ass fax machine. Right? Okay. Okay. They're at this. This warehousey kind of place. There's no way these these bad guy redneck guys have one a working fax machine or a computer. What are they using a computer for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can they possibly be using a computer for? Exactly. And okay, and, and fine. I'll give them. They, they maybe they're doing the bank statements on the on the computer. What are they using a fax machine for? I don't know. It looks why so old. even ha- why even have a fax machine? The fact that this is this is not this, this is not like an office building. This is this is a warehouse that looks like it has nothing else going on. They so they clearly bought the fax machine to bring there. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just saying. It, like, I I'm, I want to know what kind of business these guys are using. <laughs> it was there. And and this like, is hey, what, when was this movie filmed? This is like 2015 or something. Yeah. Okay. Who's using a fax machine in 2015? True Green. <laughs> All right. So maybe they work for True Green. Yeah, the old company we worked for. Yeah, they were faxing. We had a fax oh. sales number. No emailing back then. But oh, uh, man. So uh, how about when she's looking for the... She's trying to figure out the password. <laughs> Remember the one she tries? I married my cousin. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't work. 
redneck and she's trying everything and then obviously she's able to get it to work but how about then we cut to which is bizarre you you went over that real fast like obviously she got it to work is it that easy to is it that easy to figure out someone's password maybe she put maybe it's password maybe it's bad bad guys that would okay all right (laughs) but now how about the weirdest part of this was we cut to because because obviously Treo got the information saying who he was working with, and then they gave him the address to the restaurant, which we saw the henchman that I think looks like Kyle Gas. If any listeners or friends fans of Tenacious D, he's not Jack Black. It looks just like him, but with the Duck Dynasty beard, he's at this restaurant and he's like Gordon Ramsaying people, yelling at them, and you're like, what the hell? And then I know in walk Frank and Bernie. Like so randomly, right? R- very randomly, yeah. Like I said, they got around. They they got around so well in this movie. You know, listen, I get lost going to the next town over very easily. These guys are mile a hundred mi- hundreds of miles away from where they live, and they're able to just. And this is this is you know, in kind of a hick kind of town, you know, which I'm assuming like it's not easy to find like go by directions. And yeah. they get around like like no problem at all. But I did like, like the reveal because you had the him doing his best Gordon Ramsay, like trashing a guy, trashing a guy, trashing a guy. And then Bernie's just standing there. Yeah. And it, this gets a little gross too, by the way. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that looked really that, you the know, burn for, looks so ugh. I would say for this movie, you know, I mean, the budget looks poor. I mean, I don't know what the budget was, but some of the like the Again, the torture and that kind of stuff, or just like the shoot, like like there was a, wasn't there like a head explode or something like that in the end of the movie or something like there was something gross, a face. I think there was some kind of like a face blown off or something, at, at yeah, one I'm point. Trying to think what it was. There was. I there knew was. You were talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's so, like some of the effects they were pretty good. You know, like <laughs> the guy's burned face was was pretty gross. No, it re- no, it was no. The, so they had there was some cool thing. Even they, they crashed a plane. Yeah, like that was well, a real pl- like that wasn't like I-, I don't know that could have been footage that they purchased and it's used in other movies or something. But then no, they had some like cool things did, that they did. You're you're this bad guy. He's already burned your face once. Wouldn't you like it, it, you need to get burnt twice for him to to give information at that point? The second he's ready to throw my face into the boiling greasy water, whatever that was, the oil, I would have told him everything. Oh. I mean, this guy, you know, I, I, you know, and I, you see this a lot in movies, like people almost, they wait to get, they know eventually they're going to give up the information, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're at that point where the bad guys have you tied up, they start bringing up pliers and blow torches, you know, you know, you're going to, you're going to, at some point you're going to give up the information. Why do they wait for a few fingers to be cut off? You know, your face to be burned, you know, whatever. And then they give the information. Wouldn't it be easier on yourself to say, hey, all right, listen, I know how this is going to go down. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want, I will tell you. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we'll do is I'll pretend that I lost a finger or something or you you hurt me real bad. <laughs> like As soon as they pull out like the Dexter roll knives, I'd be like, I, I'm, I, whatever you need. <laughs> I would be the worst bad guy because all they had to do is, they said, oh, you're not going to tell us anything? All right, let's get the doctor in. I'm done. I'm like, oh, fine. fine. I don't even have to see anything. 
yeah, I'll yeah. tell you whatever you want. I mean, you know, like it, it just like it's every movie that and and no one gives information right away. Like, I don't know. Okay, you don't know? Okay. <laughs> they're tough for a little bit and they're like, fuck it. I like my eyes. Uh, yeah, I just but they always wait too long. Like they always wait too long. And I and I think the bad guys would respect you more if you'd said everything up front. They're like, all right, you know what? You were pretty nice. We'll let you go. They'll be like, man, thank God. I didn't feel, really feel like chopping up your arm today. I didn't want to. Listen, there was, it's always a mess. We got to clean up afterwards. And yeah. you know what? You saved us a lot of time. So, you my know. My daughter got me this shirt for Father's Day. And if I get blood on it, I won't be able to get it out. Listen, my, my son's got a baseball game at 4 o'clock. I mean, I, I thought I was going to miss it. But you know what? <laughs> this is a lot quicker than I thought. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> it. We'll pretend that we killed you and buried you in the woods. Don't, don't be seen again. Or... If, if you give up information right away, I would think like, listen, we still have to kill you, but we'll do it quick. No. Like, you know, like, but when you lie to them, they don't like to be lied to. When you lie to them, that's when everything's going to be a slow torture until you give the information up. Like, and then they're going to kill fly. you. And they're going to kill you anyway. So you, what, yeah. do you, again, if you're, if you're chained up or tied up in a, in a bad guy's basement, you know, you're not making it out of their life. You're done. So whoever you're you're afraid of that you're spilling the information for, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to be dead anyway. You might as well yeah. just give them everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they get the information from them and they find out where they're supposed to go, like the warehouse. And then at the same time, Lonnie Love's able to fax to the police station. Hey, this is where I'm at. Come get me. And like handwriting. And so the sheriff gets it. And I think who... Who gets the message? The other crooked detective, right? Like, there's no he, other I, person that sees it. Right? No, well, no, he's not. He's not. No, I, I thought it was the bully's brother. No, no, the it. bully's brother tries found to go it in, in the garbage. Oh, he found it in the garbage. Is it he? He found that in the garbage, or who found no, it in John, the garbage? John Amos found, found it. Oh, okay, Wait, okay. What okay. do you mean? Where it was perfectly left on top of the garbage and not or, even, and like, not not crumbled down? up or anything? Yeah, yeah, not even crumbled up, sitting on top of the garbage. Yeah, unbelievable. That's right. So obviously, like the sheriff and the crooked detective, not the bully's brother or dad, uh, but they leave him out. They lock him out of the room because he's like, "Hey, can I? Do you guys need me?" And they're like, "No, no, no." What? So then, before you yeah. before you go there, how did Lonnie know the fax number to the police station? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> okay, it's not nine one one. Okay. All right. No, I, I was just curious. Lucky guess. <laughs> five, 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 five. And it worked. Somehow it got to them. But uh, no, so then they know like, oh shit, she somehow is able to send this out. We have to go there. Instead of like calling and saying like, hey, she's, you know, that would have made more sense if they called and said, hey, she's like out. Somehow she's sending a fact, go check on her. And then she's in a room. Then it'd be like, okay, even though she is sort of zipping herself up, Something shady just happened. Like, what the hell did you do? No, they don't do anything like that. So they go down the road and they pull over Treo and Glover. And what uh, what were they in? Oh, the tr- a truck, right? Who did they get the truck? They were in the, the in the cook's truck. Yes, that's what it was. Okay, but okay. So bef- one more thing. This room has a computer and a fax machine. You're going to tell me it doesn't have a telephone? <laughs> Oh, yeah, how they connect it? Oh, well, obviously, the cable Yeah, but I mean, that, I, yeah. I would guess if they're going to have a computer, there's going to be a telephone. I, I just wanted or, to make that clear. Or the fax machines. I would say most fax machines have a. They do. The they old do, ones most. had a phone. It used to have like a yeah. little phone on top of it. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they, they, you know, remember, he, he goes to the, the I'm going to take your car now or something like that or truck. And he goes, yeah, yeah the yeah. truck's parked that front or something. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, they, so but even though I they knew, I knew they were crooked. I, I knew they were crooked. Of course. So well, no, probably somebody there tipped them off right away and said, Hey, they were here and stole my truck. I think that was even but something that how they yeah. find them. How they find one them? road, one road to the warehouse in the town. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that was just a random, th- they were able to catch them like randomly right on the road, like m- almost like immediately after they told them. Yeah, like I don't know. I and how fast did they get there? Because this, they were at the restaurant. They were at the police station. How'd they get there so fast? Where they were driving? I don't know. I really don't know how they figured it out. But I knew right away from like earlier. And you could just obviously we knew. But but like we talked about, like the first time you saw him, you're like, all right, he's shady. Like something is going on. But this is what I was kind of referencing earlier. Treo took out how many unnamed henchmen, right? And somehow he a gets lot. like one, two punched by the two piece by this guy. And he's, <laughs> and he's knocked out again, knocked out again. So like Trejo, he, he, you know what it is? He could throw a lot of punches. He just can't take a punch. No, you're right. <laughs> Cause he gets knocked out. I mean, I would think it takes a lot to knock someone out. Right. I mean, like, especially uh, I, I should say the average person maybe can get knocked out pretty easy. But someone yeah. like Treo, who's who's a badass, I don't think one punch is going to do it. So no, he I must have I, such I a soft chin. A yeah. So he's great at like taking people out, but he gets hit once. He just goes down down like a baby. <laughs> down like a baby. Because it happened yeah. twice. It happened twice. <laughs> but the next scene, the I mean, fact and, that- hold on. And yeah. he gets so knocked out that they're able to tie him up, put him in the back seat, and like, without him even waking up. What That's how knocked out he is. Bernie was like, just watching? How Somehow, B- Bernie's always wide awake. And no one ever touches him. <laughs> no, he never gets hit. <laughs> he never gets hit. Like, he just watches. Like, why? Why? Like, I, I want to know Bernie's background. Like, does he have any kind of background or he's just well, a, he a liquor like, store? He owned the liquor store. That's, that's the only thing I, right, well, I, I that they mentioned about him in this movie, but you're right. Maybe he took your advice. Maybe they were like, I'm going to shoot you in the face with your friend, even though they knew they were going to die. Like they knew yeah. where oh, were yeah. they going? Did they ever say where they were going when they put him on that cargo plane? And where did they get the Indiana Jones plane that, that, that was like a 19. 19- 40s like old school plane where'd they get it from oh, i have no idea i <laughs> that think was like, where like, are I'm, they going they're what, like we're what, gonna put you on this plane and i'm like yeah why why waste why wait like if again they have them these guys are interrupting what's going on the kidnapping how about shoot them right there no one would ex- suspect it's the cops they they're in the middle of nowhere so they're not gonna be found i'm sure there's a swamp nearby throw them in a the swamp the alligators will eat them and that's mm-hmm. it. No, let, let's let's make this whole big production and bring them to the airfield. We'll throw them on this 1942 plane that has a, a, a 1942's motorcycle. Like, and, it, 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 I mean, it, like the stuff in this movie between the 80s outfit and now like this plane, like they don't have side cars in 2015. This no. is like, it's such a, it, and this is like, did they even have in the United States? It's a German. It's like German, right? That's like, what sidecars? Well, very rare here, but no. So, right. so we'll talk about when, yeah, when they landed, there's like a really funny thing. I, I don't know if you heard the same thing or thought the same thing, but so when they're on the plane, the guy's basically like, 
oh yeah, we're going to make sure that we get the ransom and all this shit. And, but there was no mention of what was going on. And there was a pilot. There was two bad guys. And then there was only two bad guys. That's it. Yeah. And then there were, oh, there was a pilot. Yeah, so well, yeah, but, but, I don't know if right. he was a bad guy. Maybe he was just that guy that was No, but I mean like the, the two bad guys watching yeah, yeah. over the two badasses mm-hmm. and they're standing in the middle of the plane, right? Like you're in a plane, like it's not easy to move. Like these guys are sitting down like they're and they're standing there and they're like listening to these two guys. They're going to kill them. Why they care if Danny Glover was having some kind of attack? I know. Why Wouldn't not? that have made the job easier? Like, oh, all right, we only have to kill one now. You're like, why were they concerned to keep him alive? I know. I don't know why. Like, it's something with the bad guys, man. They have this whole. They have. Some They're bad, they... bad guys. That's what they it are. is. I mean, again, why not push him out of the plane? No parachute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not going to. They're going to splatter all over the floor from crashing. No one's going to recognize them. That's it. Yeah. Some animals are going to maybe like like Bernie thought later when the when the plane crashes he said man we gotta watch out for alligators werewolves so <laughs> maybe he their bodies would get picked up uh by an alligator or in his eyes a werewolf and they'd be fine yeah. but dude how about when when he fakes his attack and the guy gets close and you gotta think this engine is huge like regular planes engines are huge but this cargo plane obviously has to be larger because it's doing so much work and it's carrying something so big they're they're fighting and the bullet goes through the wall and <laughs> the engine shot and well, blows engine. out blows out I mean like blows out the engine yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know I don't know how engines on a plane work I don't think that would happen yeah okay all right we're on the same page so the knock them they uh knock those and they make quick work out of those two and at the same time uh he does like a little trickery Danny Trigger goes to the front. <laughs> And the, it's almost like he knocks on the door for the pilot to be like, hey, what's going on back there? He has to be on the door and knocks the guy out with the door. Yeah. And then I, I, I just because you were in Vietnam, does that mean you've flown a plane before? Like, has he ever? I don't think he's ever flown a plane because he asked uh, Danny Glover to look for the manual. Oh, wait. And I have that audio because I was. Oh. I, and what he says, not even the instructor manual, he says this line. Come on. I've seen Top Gun a hundred times. Top Gun, that qualifies you. Oh, I've watched Doogie Howser. I can do. See, there's an instruction manual in the glove compartment. Glove compartment. In the glove compartment. This ain't your daddy's Eldorado. Shit. You know what? This looks like something. Hey, hey, hey Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> this looks like something. Just because he pulled on the throttle and it went up or like in any case it goes down you go man look at this guy he can fly a plane okay that's something but when they're going to land the plane he oh. doesn't know where the landing gear button is he pushes every single button and switch that was on that plane thinking yeah. like you know that's gonna like you know but i wonder like on, on a plane is everything's labeled there's nothing that says wheels god i would hope it's labeled for the the chance of that i've never been in a cockpit my buddy's a Me pilot. Neither. I should ask him. But, like, dude, they, I would hope it's labeled. I hope it's not 40 blinking lights or 100 <laughs> blinking lights like they show in movies like an airplane. And it's just like, 
Okay, you better remember what the red green one is versus well, that's the what I mean. Like, if God forbid anything happens and you get like severe turbulence and you got to land and you're like panicking, you want to make sure everything's as easy as possible. You know, mm-hmm. you, when you're you're under stress and panic, sometimes you can't think you know straight. So you know, do you want to p- push the wrong button to make the, the the plane spin? You know, or whatever. Like you know, like you push a button and the windshield wipers go on for the plane or whatever. Like. <laughs> I hope, I, hope they have a, I hope they don't have a spin uh, spin cycle button. <laughs> Shit, you touch you touch that button, it's just a. Are, do planes have wipers? <laughs> Is there maybe a bird shit? I mean, why not? I mean, if it's raining, how are you supposed to see? <laughs> I'm being serious. Like I like is what do they do for like windshield? If we have any pilots listening, can you explain how a, a, a pilot? When it's raining and I've I've flown in rainy weather, how do they see it out of the windshield? How is do you pick up your buddy? How, how do you how do you see where a parking space is? <laughs> hey, I can't see over there. Or do they just basically just keep going higher until this stops raining? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, too high. They start like floating. <laughs> We're a little too high. But no, so okay. so they're they're doing this. How about when they're crashing? Okay, when they're like quote unquote trying to land with their landing gear and how about the perfectly stacked oil barrels well not not only the perfectly stacked but the fact that they found like a runway basically <laughs> to know. land the plane out of every where they're going they found this a uh, long enough for the plane to like keep going and then <laughs> yeah the barrels and they he hits them every time <laughs> it explodes no damage to the plane really like we don't see like that much damage when it lands and then when they finally like actually after skidding on dirt for so long they're not injured they're fine he says thank you for flying mexican airlines <laughs> ridiculous god so good and, and then and the you sink- would th- yeah oh, you would think so those guys are chained to the bottom of the of the of the seat you would think that their arms are ripped off their bodies. Oh, they're dead. Yes. No, besides dead, they're just going to be arms ha- handcuffed to the bottom because there's no way they're surviving just hanging there like that. That would have been funny if they go back and they're like, oh, and man. And just, just arms? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're gone. But at the same time, John Amos, this is what we mentioned before, he went to the sheriff's office. He was looking for the sheriff. And he found the perfectly placed fax that was sitting on the sheriff's uh, top of his garbage. He didn't even, like, pour anything on it or, like, Nothing. put in a different... Okay, everybody crumples up garbage and throws it away. Like, they, oh, yeah. no, I don't think anyone ever... If you if you get a piece of paper and you have a waste paper, you know, that's the purpose of a waste paper basket. It's so small, so you'd be able to fit... You, you crumple up the ball and you throw it in there. No one puts it just laying on top like that. No. And that's what he does. Not at all. Okay. And then he sees it. Oh, that's my daughter's handwriting. Oh, this guy's shady. Let's make sure. And he sees the address address of the warehouse. How how does he see the how, how does she know the address of the warehouse? She like looked it up on the computers for some dumb <laughs> I don't know why it was there, but she looked it up on like maps, like where am I or something. And she was okay. able to figure it out from that. Maybe it was so on the homepage. Wrote, it was There's on the picture home- of the <laughs> Your bad guy location is. <laughs> you are here. Yeah. <laughs> here's your cell, and here's your. Tr- <laughs> In case anyone's easy. looking for you, here's the address. Yeah, yeah. If you're kidnapped, maybe that's a Google website. Google search. I'm kidnapped. Where am I? 
<laughs> oh, here you are. Okay. Boom. <laughs> hey, Siri, where am I being held captive? <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, so, yeah, th- so this is where they get out of the car. I mentioned the line that Bernie says that he's worried about werewolves and alligators. But did you notice what he said when they found the motorcycle with the sidecar? He says, did you hear that? And I'm like, no. What did he hear? And then I wrote, was the sidecar running? Like, what why, What did he hear? Because he said, do you hear that? And he did like a peer over Treo's shoulder. And then they looked at it and it was covered Almost fully covered of the tarp because they were almost full, which clearly nothing happened to it while the crashed, but the keys would just be sitting there too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you never know when you got to go. Maybe, maybe they plan for, maybe the pilot of the plane has really bad diarrhea. He has stomach issues and he was ready to make sure like, Hey guys, I've been having something lately. When I land the cargo plane, if I go, I got to go. So he can just okay. have to look for the keys. Okay. Already in there, ready to go. Okay. All right. Again, I don't know why it's a motorcycle with a sidecar in this old, old school plane. But, you know, I mean, it is pretty funny to see Danny Trejo sit in the sidecar <laughs> like a little child with the big Danny Glover in on the motorcycle. It looks so ridiculous. He really looked like a little kid. Like that's- <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, It's better that they did that. Maybe they were going to do them ride like back to back on a motorcycle but they were like no nah, i'm not doing that like trey i was like i'm not doing that and then but like, you know what right, though we'll it also would have been funny having danny glover in a sidecar because he's so big <laughs> his knees sticking out he can't even fit in it that, that actually would have been really funny but yeah and then they're but, like they're they're in traffic so wherever this warehouse is is okay. in a very like high traffic area but they were on a plane for a while how far are they from the warehouse from where the plane took off far i would think i don't know it seemed like it was at least say even 10 minutes in a plane but but, okay, but what's 10 like minutes in a plane how many miles is oh no, yeah. i mean yeah 250 miles an hour they, they, even in 10 minutes well listen, they're going they went, 40 the way miles. he crashed he went about 100 miles yeah, by yeah. sliding all the way down there so the fact that like one there, there was, I guess, a full tank of gas in this motorcycle that just happened to be sitting there. But the fact that they were, he knew they were on a side dirt road. They, they were, they worked their way to a main road, but they were able to find the warehouse. Like that was like, how did they find that? And again, how did they get there for being so far away? Yeah. No, the fact that they were in traffic, and he goes, use the shoulder, <laughs> use the shoulder, and then they're dry. There's two times in this movie this happens. Uh, at the very end, but when he goes, use the shoulder, and then he goes to the shoulder, and then okay, they're there, they're yeah. outside, they're standing outside, they're surveying, and they see how many bad guys are with the AK, you know, the machine guns, and then I love, I, I thought it was really funny. The the henchman that came out there was a fan of theirs. I again just shows you the like the quality of these henchmen. How are they like? They're in the open field, right? So they're in the open field. This henchman is like talking to them. Knowing they okay, even if he's a fan of theirs, he obviously knows he has to kill them and everything else. How do they not see John Amos walking there? Because they looked surprised when he was there. Oh, it's an open field, it's an open field. Like, (laughs) and I love that nobody else heard them again. There's no sound, there's no like noise pollution around, so they couldn't hear, like, hey man, what are you doing? And be like, oh, I'm a big fan of the badasses. Wouldn't that guy be like, hey, I got two over here? Nothing. 
no walkie talkies or anything. You know, yeah. These again, these are bad, bad guys. Bad, bad guys. Saying it. But I do like uh, John Amos's uh, line. Lights out, ho. <laughs> he knocked him out with a hoe. Because he's uh, a pacifist. He doesn't want to use a gun. He's sort You of know what, though? Person. Honestly, out of the three of them, he's the biggest badass out of all of them. <laughs> he kind of is, yeah. He really is. I, he's this, the only like, one that actually could... kills people, right? Do the other ones actually kill people? I feel like, what's his face? Treo does nothing except he fights the bad guy at the end. But it's, uh, up to that point, Amos did everything. Like, he, yeah. like, Treo's real. Like I said, Treo's didn't even have a gun. He didn't use a gun. I I wonder if something if that's something from the first movie that he refuses to use a gun and he only, you know, he only uses his fists. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. Or maybe maybe he doesn't believe in using guns because I don't know if right. he uses okay. guns in any of his movies, really. Right. That is true. <laughs> well, he uses machete. a machete. It, it, yeah. just... <laughs> that's okay. Machete's okay, but not a gun. Yeah, yeah. But I do love it when they're really quiet. I, I thought that scene was really funny because still at this point, you don't think John Amos is going to use a gun. And then they're being really quiet. They're like, okay, I got two over here. What are we going to do? John Amos goes, and he's just like walking like an old Western and just mowing down mowing. every yeah. freaking guy that walks out. See, I, I thought that Danny Glover was going to fart because he always has that stomach issue. And that would have got the attention, and then John Amos would have started mowing people down. Like I thought, oh, right. I honestly thought something like us. The way the comedy's been going in this movie, I figured, you know. And then Trail looks at him, he's like, and Glover's like, "Listen, I still got a stomachache," kind of thing. That would have been funny. I thought, I thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go get Lonnie Love out, so she's out, and this is where we uh, see the big reveal: her fiance Jeffrey can walk, and he's British. I was going to say, and he has an accent. <laughs> yeah. Was that more of a twist that he was British? <laughs> so I, 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 I figured he was involved somehow. I didn't know he could walk. So that was, that was a twist. You know, I wasn't surprised, but I, I would think that's gotta be hard to do. If again, I don't know how, I, how long was Lonnie with, with him? Uh, it wasn't long. I feel like it was like six months or two months. But I, I, I would six think six weeks or two months. Not not long. Yeah. Wouldn't you think it'd be hard to hide that you can't walk? Oh, it would be so hard to like. Yeah, to be. Yeah, you'd have. I to, mean, like, listen. Mess you, up she, if she rolled on top of him and landed on his his knee, he's gonna say, "Ow!" You know, clear. Like it. You know, I, I just feel like I don't know. Shame on her if she couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine that? Like there's people that like are married to be like there was that one story I always think of that one of that guy that had two families like one in New York and one in Chicago and he had like each spouse he had kids and everything and they were like convinced that he was just working a week in New York week in Chicago <laughs> but he was really he was working a week in those cities but he had like all these different families two families yeah. so like I, so like the fact that that was a thing but in this that she didn't know that. His British accent didn't slip. We've covered movies Ever? where the actors, Ever? yeah, yeah, like the act, like you curse. That's when like accents come out. You know, you have somebody that's southern. Maybe they have like a they they adapt it. They curse. Maybe something comes out with him. He doesn't say like crumpets. That or just by accident move your leg. Like I mean, like I mean, does it get an itch? Does it something like you know whatever? It just well, it's not just paralyzed. Again. He's not paralyzed from the waist. How do you know? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well he can't walk you don't see him walk any at all i i would assume he was paralyzed because he that's why he was wheeling everywhere 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh if he's not paralyzed, that's fine. He starts like his leg twitches. He has an itch. To, oh my god, honey, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That'd be really funny. That'd be like if they really went comedy. But from here on out, there was obviously was comedy lines, but he was like kind of like a little evil. And his cousin's a sheriff. They reveal that. And he tells, like, I didn't really love you. It was just about the money, the $5 million. And, yeah, and they do, like, the old school. Like, we talk about bad, bad guys. What do they do? Instead of shooting them right in the head, they're like, it's not like, it's not like if, they, if the cops, even though the sheriff can cover it up, if the cops found three bodies handcuffed or rope tied, found in a room, it's not like they were like, eh. All right, natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> There's something fishy they would investigate. So I just, just put a bullet in their brain. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Bad guys always leave that door open for chance. Yeah. Like they, they we, and we discussed that. I forget what movie. And it's so like, they, oh, well, so many, everyone, every movie, yeah. they always like they, Beverly Hills Cop and all these, whatever it is, they always leave the Indiana Jones. You know, they, they, they just don't take care of business. And they leave. Maybe it was Die Hard. Was it Die Hard? I'm trying to think of what movie we, but we did have a discussion with. I forget what movie. Well, it we was. talked about it in the one, uh, even as silly as it was, uh, Iron Eagle Four. Like all this stuff's going on. Oh. They give a girl access to a computer yes. in a room that yeah. has like this killer yeah. gas. It just doesn't make it doesn't make sense why they don't just just kill. And again, bad bad guys. That'd be a great you know, spoof movie. I'm sure they they've done spoof movies at action. Wouldn't that be really funny? At like 45 minutes in, they show the bad guy action is like, you know what? I'm not going to tie you up and just shoots him. And then maybe like they go, the screen goes black, credit starts rolling. He's like, okay, I can't do that because we're only 45 minutes in. Because it it is true. There's so many movies. Like Austin Powers makes fun of it perfectly too. I'm going to put you in this room by yourself. We're not going to watch you. And there's a shake with uh, a, a shark with laser beams. And then they could only get sea bass. Every movie does yeah. it. It just leaves chance, you know. But you think they're going right. to go down. And John Amos is like, I just want to go in peace because all you have is Bernie and Frank sort of like <laughs> arguing like they're literally like an odd couple. And then I know where we hear, we hear like an engine. And then boom, right through the wall, Ronnie saves the day. Just He's, in time. I said, he, just in time. Again, he also knew where to go. Like somehow, so somehow everybody knew then, then how, how much of a hideout is this? If everybody knows where it is and how to get there. That's great. I didn't think about that. How did Ronnie figure it out? (laughs) Again, throw us exposition. Cause obviously if we knew that he knew, then we'd be like, Oh, he's going to be there. Even though we guessed like from earlier in the movie, he's going to help out. But maybe if they were in the car, then, John Amos is like, oh, I made sure to leave the address I was going to just in case something happened. Nothing like that. No, he just got there no. just in time. Like you said, the knots. And then I love when they're pulling away. Huge explosion behind it's... them. And they just get away in time. Just get away. But again, if, if, if someone's tied up, it would be difficult to untie those knots. Like you would need like a cutter or something to really like, no, he goes in there and unties them like he's untying a shoe. That's how quick he unties three, not just one rope, three ropes in a matter of, I think, 15 seconds. He unties all three of them. He's a pro. He's a pro. He really is. 
So here's the second thing in this movie. Like I was talking about when they drove through the shoulder earlier and magically they were in front of the place. When they put in the GPS, the address that they know where the drop off is going to be, that uh, John Amos's wife is going to be with the five million to give over to to Jeffrey. When he goes, it's whoa, it's 45 minutes away. We have to be there in 22 minutes. And he goes, well, you better step on it. And what do we get? There wasn't like a little driving anything. It was just next part. We see Jeffrey talking <laughs> yeah. to the to the uh, the wife. She's like, I'm not going to give you the money. And their car pulls up. When we saw the car pull up, I'm like, that can't be them, right? No, it is them. And they run him over and they break his leg. And and there, there was no building there, right? They're like in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, yep. So what kind of address is in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they knew, they put it in a GPS, middle of nowhere. He calls the people, which, you know, like, I guess the cops and everything else and the the, the bullies to meet him in the middle of nowhere. How, like, what, what was the address, the middle of nowhere? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Unless, like, his wife gave him court, like, he knew the longitude and latitude to put it in there. I don't think so. He, he couldn't figure out the GPS on the in the car. I don't think he's going to know th- how to use a you know compass. So, <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. And then the yeah. line, he says, oh, no, no. What uh, John Amos says when he sees him, he goes, my white oh. baby boy. <laughs> well, back to the car. So here's another thing you see in movies all the time. Someone stands in front of the car as it's speeding at them and they're shooting at the car, clearly not slowing the car down at all. And they always get hit. Like this happens all the time. How about like go on, like, like run away from the car, get in out of the, and you could shoot or something like, like they stand like not moving. Yeah. And somehow hope that, you know what, maybe I'll get lucky and shoot the driver and shoot him that he's going to be able to turn the car and not hit me at all. But every movie, they always get hit. Do the Olay like a bullfighter and then start firing. <laughs> like when they have to turn around or something. But you're right. Like even if you shot the guy in the head, do you know the guy that you shoot in the head that's driving? It's not like when he dies, there's something that goes, okay, you're dead now. Press the brake. It's still going to be going it's, pretty fast. You know? And he's not, and he's not going to be turning the wheel. <laughs> so it's still going to stay in alignment. It's still going to go straight. So it happens all the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! Bad bad guys, <laughs> bad bad guys, and then we get the sheriff that shows up, and yeah, like a little bit of like a battle with him and Treo, like not as much as you want it, but then you get no. the people that show up just in time. Yeah. So it was all the thing that was crazy. Well, they were wearing like football jerseys, right? A couple well, of kids were wearing like high, football. They were high school students. I know that, they. I know they were. Uh, you're giving them okay. guns. Uh, that I said. So you're gonna give. A bunch of high school guns, but not only giving them guns because they probably have their own guns. I mean, they're they're sure, in, yeah. you know M- Mississippi, whatever. But yeah. you're gonna bring them to where the bad guys are, not knowing how many machine guns and bad guys that are there. So you're gonna bring this whole football team there, like that's <laughs> bad parenting 101. That cop would be like thrown in jail for life. Oh, it was like ridiculous, <laughs> like ridiculous. <laughs> he and and he's a cop. There's no other police officers. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he can rely on a football high school football team, but he can't like, there's no police officers that he can bring for backup. I was thinking he didn't know who he could trust. Because if you remember when the sheriff pulled up, there was two other cruisers behind him. And those guys were, do you, did you notice them? They were only in the background. It was like, 
uh, kind of blurry because they had the focus on Treo. But you saw the guys with their guns for the whole time. And then as soon as the guy was, the sheriff was like knocked out, right? He didn't get killed or anything, right? He was just knocked out. No, no, yeah, he got knocked out. Yeah. So I don't know where you saw like everybody sort of like celebrating and you see the guys in the background slowly put their guns down, like give up. So I'm like, oh, maybe they were shady. So maybe that detective was like, I don't know who I can trust. I have no idea. But the fact that there were all those kids when they did the panning yeah. shot. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, these are like teenagers with and deadly weapons. where are they coming from? They come from behind the hill. Like they're on top of the hill, like as as like like the, like the Wild West, where like Indians come from, like going surrounding the cowboys, and they're being surrounded. Yeah. Like, where are they coming from? And there were a lot of kids. How'd they get there? How many cars oh, did it take to? Match? I mean, there's a lot of questions. Commandeered a random school bus. These weren't even kids that were wanting to do it. He just no, made them do it. And again, we're in the middle of nowhere, so somehow you know they were able to figure out how to get there as well. So. Yeah, was it'd be funny if they all like rode their bikes there. (laughs) (laughs) You saw the BMXs and like Razor scooters and stuff like lined up. It reminded me of was it was it uh Better Off Dead, two dollars. Like yeah, yeah, when all yeah. the kids on the BM- BMXs were on the hill or something. That's, that's what it looked like. It was just all these young yeah. kids on the hill. So crazy. And you have one adult, a detective, is just yeah. around them. Like, yeah, this is cool. And then. And Treo put him in <laughs> harm's way. He just said, yeah. he probably texted him like, hey, we need backup. Here's where we're going to go. And this guy's like, yeah. oh, great idea. Let me bring all these children. Bring a bunch of kids. <laughs> so ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah. But yeah, so they, uh, so man. And it, what saves the day? Fanny pack. And the watch. Okay. So two things. And we didn't discuss this before. Why does he have a fanny pack? I don't know. He he's all in camo. He's all like ready. Like he's he's commandoed, right? I mean, commando goes in cam, camo. He's ready to take on you know the bad guys. But he has to have a fanny pack, which never comes into play because they don't tell you what's in there except for the watch that he got. Well, not even the but, watch. They must have cut a scene. Do you remember when they were on the plane when Bernie was hitting on the girl in the beginning? He had of the a scene? drink. Was there a drink in there? No, he grabbed no. two airplane shots, airplane airplane yeah, bottles yeah, right, okay. of alcohol, and put him in there. That never came. To be anything, yeah, it doesn't that could have been something. A... In like he was fighting a guy, maybe they cut it. Maybe he was fighting a guy, and the guy had a lighter, and he throws the thing or something. Nothing. Does he have fanny packs in the other movies? I don't that's, know. Maybe as part of his his badass, you know, costume his gear, his gear, and and again, we discuss this in every movie that somehow a book stops a bullet, a watch stops a bullet, everything yeah. stops a bullet. Yeah. It just somehow okay. the bolts like, oh man, <laughs> watch. <laughs> and you, you know what? What Treo says? You shot my fanny pack. <laughs> that was his line after getting shot, and that's what angered him. And then that's why he won. It yep. was very important. It was near and dear. It was a family heirloom, maybe. <laughs> oh my god, man! But yeah, so that that was that was really it. And then they're like, basically, like they want them to stay. Then they go back to the house, Carmen, the family, and this is where the big squeeze of the ass happens. She gets frisky. She definitely gets frisky. And was Amos there when she does this? Yeah, he was right next to her. Oh, he was so right behind her. Maybe, maybe, maybe the swinger. Maybe, maybe they're that's... swingers. But he's in better shape than oh. Danny. Danny Glover's like not in good shape. There must be something because clearly women love him. I mean, well, so there must maybe be some, maybe it's his cologne. Maybe he's wearing that that cologne that we were talking about in a mannequin that you know it just 
or this was it a sporty sporty sexy clone yeah sexy clone so (laughs) or he's just talking like a moose well i mean i'm assuming that goes with the territory yeah but yeah, grabs his ass. But I do like the ending when he goes, Before you guys go, I need you a few minutes. And I do love that they should have a little uh, end credits thing. Oh. Uh, badasses in Bangkok. Badass in Bangkok. But when he goes, I ha- I propose to you guys, and I'll make sure I pay you guys, we just be vigilantes and we go everywhere. But no, no, the fact that, that he proposes that and he's like, You guys don't have to worry about money. I know you got medical bills and your store. We don't want you to give that up. I'll pay you guys a salary, and then we'll just go around, and we'll be vigilantes. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I tried looking it up. I think they're trying to fund the movie or whatever. I don't know if it's a real movie. I looked or... it up in like 2016. I saw that there was like there was like no traction on it, but yeah, it, it's a it's a cool it's something badass and then Bangkok. <laughs> I don't know about Bangkok. Maybe like another city. Like at least uh, Paul Kersey went like New York, LA, New York, LA. Like he bounced around a little bit, you know. Maybe Treo will have a cameo in uh, *Lethal Weapon* five. Maybe that's funny. <laughs> just randomly in a suit, just in the suit in the background. Murtaugh, what have you been up to for the past few years? <laughs> I've been hanging out, with my friend. <laughs> yeah, this freaking guy. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, and then that's that's it. Well, so and then that, the gross kissing, oh, and then uh, the makeout then scene. Gross. Yeah, I mean, so. Ugh. But at least he got the first class ticket home. Johnny must have. He did. Up. Well, he he definitely got the he got the first. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that would be like credit scene too. That would have been good because we saw obviously them and them kiss. It would have been good if we saw like the Bangkok like that whole part. But then we <laughs> we did get. Excuse did me, Bangkok. sir. Sir. Sir, and yep. then we got the him. It would have been good if you clothes. see him like if they both come out of the bathroom together, you know. Like, but you know, they really could have done it without him actually kissing her. I mean, like this poor girl, like you know, she she doesn't have she barely on screen, five minutes maybe total, and like you know, they could have done like a a quick pet or like almost kiss, and then like he shows the guy the ticket. Like no, like no, I really want you to make out with him. Oh. Like that'd be gross. She had. To what be if she out. was like, "I've always loved Danny Glover." I had a thing for Murtaugh when I was a kid. Yeah, thirty years ago. Okay, <laughs> this is my chance. But yeah, she was all about it. She was. Oh, she was yeah. into yeah. Okay. So that was badasses on the Bayou. Jamie, would you recommend somebody watch this movie? We had fun talking oh. about it. Not too many groans. Know. You barely groaned during no, the. I, I didn't groan. I mean, I'm surprised 45. we. Listen, I'm surprised we almost got two hours out of this. I really, we got way more than I expected out of this. Um, you know, I don't know. I, if I remember correctly, the first one is like you know, like a death wish. You know, and I think it's just you know, it's if you're going it looking for like an a like a death wish action kind of movie, this is not it. I I just don't I don't see the chemistry. I think it was it's forced chemistry and Danny Trejo as a like a part of a sidekick it just doesn't doesn't work for me i i don't know i would say no i don't i don't i don't i don't think it's worth watching it's it's not it's not terrible it has some moments but there's better movies to watch i mean watch the first one i don't think (laughs) you need to see this one one. yeah no i would say again if people are like if you're in for like a to see these two guys because i don't think you'll like i know they talk about that there's a Lethal Weapon Five filming. I don't know if I've ever read that. It was like a hundred percent confirmed that they're actually. No, it doing is. It? I think. I think it really? is. So oh, yeah. okay. 
So that's good. But if you want something in between to see Murtaugh as like a horny old man, his wife maybe left him. Is but yeah. No, it Ugh. was fun. It was fun to discuss. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, it's 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 one of those movies that uh, it's an hour and a half. There's a lot of movies you could see. Uh, this one, I'm not gonna put it as like one of the top worst movies we've seen, but it's just a movie. I don't think it's necessary. I think watch the first one. First one has the story, and then it just goes silly from there. Yeah, there wasn't like a ton of memorable no moments. Like I said, it's not a lot. There's not a lot. Like even the fights. First of all, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when the first one came out, but Treo looks old, right? And and so, like, even the fighting with him, it just looks like it looks like old man punching. You know, it (laughs) just like you know, it just doesn't like. I don't know. I it didn't do it for me at all. Yeah, they pumped like the three out within three years. I think. Yeah, they were like pretty quick. So. Okay, well, it makes sense. But yeah, so yeah, that was Badass on the Bayou. So coming up, me and Jamie, if you remember a few months back, we were talking about you know some of the movies that we have coming up, but... I'm giving you a hall pass. A what? A what? A what? A hall pass. So I'm using my hall pass. We have some great interviews coming up. Uh, I talked to director Sam Irving, but that'll be in a few weeks. And there's a movie coming out that... Me and Jamie hasn't watched any of them. And I think oh, no. I think I picked the perfect one for us to do. Oh no. And oh, no. uh I'll, this is oh, the trailer no. right here. I have a feeling I know what you I I, I know what series it is. I know. <laughs> I know what series it is. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my gosh. Daddy. I won't I play the whole trailer you. for you guys, but uh yeah. if you want to watch it, see I, next Next week, you're going to back-to-back reviews because the movie's coming out, the 10th one that they're doing, which is pretty remarkable that there's a number 10 out of these. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be uh, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which is funny. This movie in the timeline is really like the seventh one or, or like sixth one like when you put everything back to back but uh yeah uh, this is i've seen two of them i saw the first one and i saw this one that's it okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna explain this real quick i never throw off movies i threw off the first one twice and then finally did see it and then the only other one i saw is the one with jason statham in the rock which is basically a spin-off yeah. Outside of that, I've never watched any of them except for the first one, and I knew you were gonna do this. Oh, I hate this series. I was thinking the movie's coming out; it's gonna be the biggest. It's gonna be huge. The movie. Okay, so don't be surprised money. that I'm I'm gonna hate this movie when I watch it. So I'm just giving you a warning, which I'm sure everybody's gonna know that yes, this is not gonna be one of my favorites. This movie has oh. a line that me and my buddies quote to each other. I think a bunch of my buddies have seen all of them, but there's a line in this movie. I'm telling you. You, it's so funny. I don't even want to spoil it, but yeah. So uh, Tokyo Drift. So that is going to be the next sequel, and then after that, it'll be director Sam Irvine, and then after that, we're gonna cover uh, Oblivion Two, which is really cool, like sci-fi western that he did that has a phenomenal cast. And yeah, so uh, another review next week, which would be fun. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys.